Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pixel Play Podcast. Adam, a.k.a. C.S. Radley, here with you guys. Thank you so much for checking us out on this episode. If you're watching the video version, I know this probably looks a little bit strange. There's no graphic up. You don't see Kalen's face. You actually get to see my entire room that I stream this show in. So it's a little bit weird. I mean, you even get to see like the NHL brand of Kleenex box that I have on my desk this entire time that you never got to see. Hey, it's some pretty weird stuff going on here. But there is a reason for that. So we are not going to be able to give you a proper episode this week. Kalen is not available. And to be honest, it's kind of a slower week. So I didn't really feel like even doing a solo episode. But that's also because we had something in the can that we were using for a rainy day. So three weeks ago on this very show, we did the PlayStation Extravaganza episode with Liv of Between Two Gamers. We actually went on their show as well at one point and did a decently about 40, 45 minute length talk about the console wars and a bunch of other topics like, you know, me making fun of Last of Us like I usually do on the show. Nothing new, nothing strange, you know? But this is that show that we that we guessed it on. It's been long enough that we feel that it is okay to put that out in the ether. You know, it's not taking away any crazy amount of views. So, and again, we'd love to thank uh, Liv and Fruy for having us on their show. Same thanks, Liv, for coming on our show a few weeks ago. And now we have this opportunity to show this here. So, Thank you so much again, guys. We're sorry that we couldn't do a proper episode this week. Hopefully that will change the following week. But uh, Kalen was very under the weather. The last message that I got from him through Discord said he was pretty sick. Hopefully it's it's nothing too, too serious. Unless, you know, maybe, maybe he's getting... I, I did see him playing Deathloop recently. Maybe he's trying to get out of doing the show because he really likes that. Who knows? Maybe we'll have an untimely review next week for you guys. But yeah, thank you so much either way for checking out this, guys. Uh, so this from here on out will be the episode that we did for Between Two Gamers, not with, but for. And yeah, thank you so much, guys. So obviously, if you're watching on YouTube like this, if you really enjoy the the extra podcast we give you guys, subscribe to the channel for more content. I am actually going to be working on some gameplay videos down the line in the next little bit. I do plan on playing uh, Final Fantasy IV Free Enterprise, which as a quick thing is, is a randomizer, and I've never played it before, and it's something I'm planning on doing. Along with some other like speed running sort of things I'm going to attempt to do, like not not professional speed runs, but attempt to try to do it fast. So there's going to be some content that hopefully in the next couple of weeks is going to start to roll that isn't just podcast related on the YouTube channel. And if you've never even known that we had a YouTube channel, maybe this is the first time you're coming across this podcast on Spotify or anywhere else. YouTube. Uh, I don't think we still have the URL yet because I don't think we have the statistics to do it, but just search up Pixel Play Podcast on YouTube. You will find us. And yeah, there's going to be, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, some more video-related content, so look out for that stuff. Otherwise, like I said, like and subscribe. If you are listening to on any audio platform and you do enjoy the show, if you can give us a rating, please do that. If there's any way you can share the show, rate it, comment, anything you can do, please do that. And also, don't forget, you can email us at pixelplaypodcast.gmail.com. Also, reaching us on Twitter and Instagram at pixelplaycast. One more time, guys. Thank you so much. And enjoy this episode that we did with Liv and Fruy of Between Two Gamers. This was recorded on the 12th of September. Thank you so much, guys. See you in the next one. So this is our first cross-platform, cross-play, whatever you want to call it, podcast. And I we're with Pixel Play. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your show? Hey guys, yeah, so we are the Pixel Play Podcast. We are your weekly gaming podcast where we talk about all the news, rumors, and discussions going on each week in gaming. Uh, two guys that just met on Reddit randomly, and we've been doing pretty well. We've been, we're what, almost 35 episodes in now, Adam? It's been a while. It's been, it's been a yeah. ride. Yeah, so it's been great. We've been really enjoying it. Um, 
yeah, if you guys are ever looking for a podcast where we talk about, you know, news discussions, we kind of cover, we're a little agnostic, but admittedly, I'm a bit of a Sony fanboy. But yeah, we kind of cover Xbox, Nintendo, PlayStation, whatever's going on in, in the gaming world. That's what we talk about. So yeah, uh, if you guys are looking for us, you guys can always find us on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast by just looking for Pixel Play Podcast. Pixel Play is all one word. There you go. Strong yeah. intro. That's what we like. <laughs> and it all like... goes down from here. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Well, we'll see. A fight might brew because we are doing console wars. So do Always console wars exist? People... Would you say? Is it real or is it really a troll like culture? I'd say much like the internet, it's hard to tell because you could literally flip a coin and that's probably the answer. <laughs> Because there, there is a segment of the internet that I know for a fact just enjoys riling people up. But then there are people that I have met in person and online who are just as, as freaking toxic and psychotic as these people actually seem to be. So it goes both ways. Is there an actual console war within the community? Yes. Business-wise, maybe. But I mean, realistically, they're all trying to find their spots. I'm just the guy in the back that just goes, just give me my Final Fantasy games and I'm happy. Oh, is that your thing? Well, I guess it used to be. Now it's more like Persona because Final Fantasy forgot what Final Fantasy is, but that's a rant for another day. Adam is the resident weeb on our podcast, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. JRPGs all day. Absolutely. I know a little bit of a troll. He's my man, Furry. He trolls me all the time for PlayStation. So you think, do you contribute to the console wars? No. No? There's not one. There's not one. No, not for me. You just like to say it to me. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It does. Just a little bit. He, Furry's favorite thing in the world to do is say all the things I like are terrible and get me all riled up. That's his favorite thing to do. It's the easiest thing to do. Adam does that to me too. It really is. And I can't help it. I'm just too passionate. And he just knows how to get me going. (laughs) So he's a professional button pusher. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he knows it. Because when people bring up console wars, I feel like it's really always between, like, PlayStation and Xbox. Is that what you see when you read about these things as well? I think it's larger than that. I I mean, I think, going back to the original question, is there a console war? I think 100% there is, in the sense that these are corporations literally competing for our attention and our money. So I think it's naturally there. And then from a player perspective, I think 100% it is. And so the idea is that it's just a scale. And there's some people like Fruy or myself, like, you know, it's fun to, you know, push buttons and like have a, a friendly competition or something like that. But I think, I think it goes beyond PlayStation and Xbox. I think the idea is like, you know, you've got people who are diehard Nintendo fans and I think they're a little bit quieter. I think Nintendo's in its own little space, but I think the general um, dichotomy is between Xbox and PlayStation just because those are the two that are competing with each other. But I mean, there's also the idea of, you know, the PC master race kids, you know, against the console kids. So like, I mean, we all have our own little camps, our own little preferences. And it's just, do some people take it too seriously? Absolutely. But I mean, we all have our preferences and our, and our choices. And I think it's fun for us to talk and, you know, kind of debate which one is better. I mean, I'm not a sports guy, so I like, I don't care which team is playing what, but you know, I'm invested in a console and I like to kind of, talk shit at the other one and you know you know say why mine's the best does it matter no really it's a personal preference but it's fun to have a team to root for 
I mean, th yeah. there's a console war, but there's also battles within it. I think to make it as simple as Microsoft versus Sony is is to kind of deny the fact that like there's probably five thousand different little mini battles going on at the same time too. Because aside from console wars, then there's like Halo versus Uncharted, or like there's all these different things that go back and forth. And then Nintendo kind of sits in their little corner, and every time nothing comes out for six months and people point it out, they all get mad and fussy and they go point it. Well, you you guys have like only put out one game and it's, it's kind of good. And then PC Master Race people just be go keyboard graphics cards. and just walk away and then that everybody gets flipped out again. So, oh, yeah, it's free. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it is right. Like there's people that will defend one or the other to the death, despite faults on everything but it's just what people like to do it's what people like to do and you know what that's what we're doing today why not stir the pot a little bit has everyone chose a company that speaks to them true to the heart does everyone have one in mind whether it's playstation xbox nintendo or pc master race people do, does everyone have one yeah. yeah. The, the real question is, is, is anybody playing one of the other side? Because I feel like at least like a couple of us are going to be sticking to one. I can talk about anything. So we <laughs> <laughs> will see. Okay. Who wants to go first and say why what they picked is the best ever? Who wants to volunteer? Talking specifically company or console. So you can say PlayStation as a brand is the best. and Or if you want to say that just the Nintendo Switch is the best thing ever, which I don't think anyone here will say. But you know what? I'm just throwing it out there. It's whatever speaks to you right now. What speaks to you? I'll, I'll put my flag down first. Uh, being the resident Sony Pony on the Pixel Play podcast, Sony I'm going to... I'm going to uh, I'm going to go for 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 you know Sony as being my go-to console and the one I think is the best choice if I was trying to get someone on board for if I was trying to make if I was making this argument I'd go for Sony. Why should I spend my money there? Why? Honestly, I feel like Sony is just the pinnacle of what gaming currently is. Um, you know, if you look at something like Xbox is great, has a value to it, but you're looking for the blockbuster banger after banger you've got uncharted you've got ghost of tsushima you've got bloodborne you've got god of war like people pay attention when sony does something like, we're just coming off of that sony showcase and it was incredible with the games that they're coming out with i feel like you know there is a case to be made that you know some of the games might be a little formulaic but everyone stops and pays attention when a sony game comes out and so i feel like if you're looking for that blockbuster you know, triple A experience, you get it on PlayStation. It is a premium console that delivers a premium experience, in my opinion. Um, and that's why I'm going to go for it. The IPs are iconic now. Uh, and I think, yeah, it has a lot to offer. A man of wisdom. That is a man for me. Speaking now, Furry, truth here. <laughs> Furry, I know you don't agree with him. So I, I'm, I'm slotting you next. I want you to tell me why you think he's wrong by boasting about what you like. Come tell at us. me. I will give you single player stuff is superior on PlayStation. There's no denying that. Last of Us is the best game I've ever played. See, Adam, but people have taste. Last of Us 2, not so much. Moving on. Oh, you're not doing that today! <laughs> For me, it's Xbox all day of the week. 
it's got a much better online system. It's a lot more stable. Uh, it's more of a all-in-one. So they, they brand off that. It's your entertainment system, not just your games console. But then if for multiplayer stuff and like for just doing easier things with your friends and stuff, it's Xbox all day. They've got their groups. They've got the Find Me players. Everything for a team or a bunch of friends is definitely Xbox. So it's your entertainment system as well, but you can watch YouTube on PlayStation and they have the Funimation partnership if you're a little weeby. So what do you have to say about that? Why is it not the same? Because the Xbox One had that thing where you could hook up your satellite uh, cable, all that stuff into the console. So you didn't have to constantly change or move everything. You could put it all in one place and it ran through it and then your game would be on pause and you could just flip back in. We're, we're, we're debating what is the best gaming console, not as the, what is the best TV antenna. Right. So if you want to play with friends, it's Xbox. I mean, mm. PlayStation has the party system. Yeah, but it's just like... And soon to be Discord. Yeah. Yeah, soon to be Discord. And it's got what? multiplayer games that are exclusive. Yeah, Discord. It was supposed to be Microsoft. It was rumored Microsoft was going to pick up Discord. So I wonder why we dropped the ball there. But the, now the other thing is, do you really need Discord on a console? If you're going to make cross-platform anyway. games, mm, yeah, but you could just get it on your phone. But then you have to. You can't listen to the game audio and your friends at the same time. You have to get two headsets, what? or you're muting one. Why? Nintendo has that same policy too. You just use their phone yeah. and they can uh, chat with your friends while you're playing their online games. Which is awful. Just put it on the oh, 100%. 100%. I don't, know, just, I don't know. For me, it's got the cloud gaming thing as well. So you can play it wherever, whenever, however. You can play it on your phone now. So you can do everything wherever you are. Adam, where are you on this? Uh, I'm going to go off the board and go with a Soldier Boy's console. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, if I really thought of it, like it really is, it goes both ways. Like I could swing with the Xbox just because of Game Pass for the value aspect of it, but I think just because, in a similar vein as a rest, because I'm a wrestling guy, WWE is like where you go for like the t- like you know the most like it's the most stuff. It's cheaper and all that stuff. But AEW's got everything. Like there are all types of wrestler in there. PlayStation is the same for me. Microsoft is the better deal, but Sony just seems to have more games of a different, of a whole wide spectrum. Like I can't find a Persona or a Trails of Cold Steel or a Final Fantasy VII remake on Xbox. I can find, you know, first-person shooters, action adventure, and all those kinds of games on Sony. Plus, I get all the extra weird Japanese stuff where you get into like the Yakuza games and other stuff like that, where you go a little bit off the board too. So. Yeah. It, it really is like, I don't have a wrong, there's no wrong answer between the two, but I mean, this is a console war, so if I'm picking the better of the, of the not wrong answers, it's the Sony pony, as, as Caitlin called us. Sony the, the, pony. A- Adam, just so you know, there is a wrong answer, and it's Stadia. <laughs> has anyone actually used that console? I have no. a friend who has, and he u- stopped using it after two weeks. <laughs> it didn't Why? take Because uh, he got an Xbox, and the cloud and the streaming is way better than that on Stadia anyway. <laughs> Liv, I don't know if you were asking the, I don't know if you were asking the group or if you were asking if just in general anyone's ever played the Stadia. The answer is both no. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I mean, I, I've never even seen the console. 
in person. So I was like, mm. does anyone own this? No. If even if I did, I don't think I'd admit it. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the way you choose to spend your money, you do you on your own time, you know? Oh yeah. Would you say that like Nintendo has fallen off in a way? Because I feel like years ago when you had the GameCube and then they came out with wireless for the Wii, I feel like they were at their peak. And I don't feel like the Switch is as prominent right now. I don't feel like their brand is as prominent as it was back then. Does anyone, would anyone disagree with that or agree? I mean, no, I don't think they've fallen. I think it just, they decided to remove themselves from a specific kind of the audience and they've now created their own and they're just sticking with it. So I I think in the grand scheme of things, Nintendo realized that, oh, we have our core. They don't go anywhere. We've been trying for generations to try to get the casuals in with the Wii, and it worked once, but the Wii U tried a second time, and it failed miserably. I think they just went, you know what? Screw it. We know the people that will show up. Let's make specifically stuff to cater to them. We'll worry about other stuff down the road. If we happen to get third-party games, we'll get third-party games. But I think they just decided that it's better for them to have their handheld audience because there's a reason why, you know, everybody keeps looking for Sony to try to get a new handheld console and it's not happening because they know there's no point in competing. Nintendo just decided, okay, fine, we'll just take this part of the market. It's ours. No one can touch us. And if we can pull a few people from the main war, we will do it, but we're not really too concerned with it. So have they fallen in a way? Yes, but I don't think it's their concern of where they've fallen from. I think they're happy where they are. Do you have anything to add? How, how do you feel about Nintendo right here in this oh, war? Oh, that- it's, they've got nothing to do with the war, if you like. Good place to start your gaming. So it's, it's definitely targeted at families and the young kids to get them into that and new school and stuff like that that's when they'll be jumping onto the xbox and play so you feel like their age their market age or Or yeah you want to get with the games so like obviously as soon as you like go to school and stuff then you're hearing Call of Duty's GTA's or that's what we want because everybody else is doing that. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way. See, I, I disagree say... though. Oh, okay. Yeah, give it to me. I, give I, it to I, me. I, disagree. I disagree. So I'd say that Nintendo is struggling. And I and I've talked to Adam about this before, and that I think Nintendo's getting a bit of a pass and is coasting a lot on its nostalgia. And I think that, you know, they're making some interesting like the consoles that they make are interesting, but the thing with with the PlayStation and Xbox is that there's consistency in that they're iterating on each console. So the PS5 is a, is an upgrade of the PS4, and the upgrade and the PS4 is an upgrade on the PS3. It makes sense. Same with Xbox. The problem with Nintendo is that they're very innovative, and that's both good and bad. But the problem is that you will lose your your player base or your player base will always become in jeopardy as you innovate. And each console is different from the other ones. So you had a bunch of you know grandparents and everyone get in like my parents were playing the Wii you know my sister was playing the Wii and they loved it it was simple it was intuitive and then they come out with the Wii U 
And that totally changed how that system was played. And so you lost a bunch of audience. The other problem with Nintendo is that their games are very inaccessible in the sense that they are expensive and they are always expensive. So it's not, if this is something that's designed for younger families and younger kids, having a game that's premium price from the get-go and will always be does put them out. Like they're not going to get as many games. They're not going to be exposed to as many. And the problem that we kind of talked about is, yeah, you do grow out of Nintendo. Like I have a Nintendo switch and I barely play it. The games are too expensive. And if I have a con, if I, if I'm going to use my gaming time, it's going to be on my PS five. Now, is the Nintendo probably geared more towards families? Yes, it is. But the problem is with it being so expensive is that, you know, I have a, a little guy and I, you know, I, and I have a nephew and I got him started by playing on the PS4 because that was what was at my house. I'm going to find games that are accessible for him that are age appropriate for him to get them, but I'm not going to go out and buy Nintendo and buy Nintendo games just to get someone incorporated. Like all the other systems do have their friendly, family friendly games that you can kind of get people started with, whether it's Minecraft, whether for PlayStation, it's like Little Big Planet or Sackboy. Like every console has kid friendly games that I'm not going to go out and get a whole console just to get them started. I love Nintendo. I love Mario. I love Zelda. But, you know, it's not going to be my dedicated console. It's going to be a secondary one. And I feel like Nintendo isn't doing... It's innovating a lot on its hardware, but not on its software. Like, the games are very repetitive, and they're not coming out with a lot, and they're not turning a lot. For the great studios that Nintendo are, they don't make a lot of games to justify. So, for me, I think Nintendo... not It's not dying or imminently concerning, but it's not being competitive in this space, and it's a very competitive space you have to be in. I feel like a lot of people are always obsessed with frames per second or the animation in general. And I feel like the animation style of Nintendo hasn't changed all a whole lot over the years. <laughs> but it's still like the top tier price, but you're not really getting an upgrade, you know? And well, the like, Switch I mean, is very choppy when you have to play those. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, they're they're smart in that they aren't going for the ultra-realistic. Like, you know, Mario looks fantastic, and it's very cartoon aesthetic, and so it's one that, you know, doesn't need to be cutting edge. But, I mean, how many times are we going to play Mario and Zelda? Like, when was the last major IP that Nintendo came out with that, you know, really caught everyone by storm? ARMS? Splatoon? Like... I mean, in terms is- of, like, actually, like, taking by storm, you probably have to go back to Animal Crossing. Yep, that was or Smash that. Bros. <laughs> Animal Crossing. Then Smash there Bros. Was doesn't a... count because it's ne- it never stops. That's no, no, true. I'm sorry. I, I thought you were talking about just like a new IP that came out, but Animal Crossing came out what like N64 days. Well, I mean, like in terms of like a new seal, like I guess a new game. But if we're talking, yeah, a new IP altogether, yeah, you're looking at you're looking at arm, yeah, like you said, arms or whatever, but things that never really caught fire. Mm-hmm. Fruy is a Zelda fan. So do you feel like the quality of their games have actually improved over time? Or do you think it's kind of like you are just into Zelda, so you're going to keep playing Zelda? I've got better. Like, it de- well, it depends. Like, puzzle-wise, they're not so good compared to where they were. Yeah. But like Breath of the Wild is amazing. Yeah, you can, you can make an argument that like their biggest games right now are still the best of the best. Like Mario Odyssey is still one of the best games in the market. Breath of the Wild is one of the best games on the market. Uh, there are other games on their console that are really, really solid, like Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses. you got Smash. You've got Mario Auto Kart. Pass. Like, you've got a core. The problem with Nintendo compared to, say, Microsoft and Sony is that, aside from, like, their core 5 or core 10, there's nothing else. Like, most yeah. third-party games on Nintendo are mostly indie games, so you can play anywhere else. 
or any of their third-party games that are kind of sort of exclusive to their consoles usually don't end up panning out very well. So you always end up, if, if we're talking just from game value, like you just jump to Microsoft or Sony because you're guaranteed at least a set of 20, 30, 40, 50 games outside of the exclusives that you know are going to be solid. Whereas with Nintendo, you're sitting there every three, six, sometimes nine to 12 months just waiting for the next one Nintendo game that year that's going to that's gonna thread the needle. I think a lot of people, like I, a lot of my friends that I know have a Switch, it's like a, a tertiary or a secondary console. Like they'll play something else and then when the big Nintendo game comes out, they'll go back. But it's not really good value for you if you spend three, $400 on this thing and you're picking it up once every six months. How do we yeah, feel I about was... the new Switch? Oh, no, continue. No, I was going to say, I feel like Nintendo and Sony are in very similar situations in that their first party studios, you know, they make good games like Nintendo games when they come out. They very rarely dip below 80% on Metacritic or whatever. The problem is that Nintendo is very much feast or famine, whereas PlayStation and Xbox does this too. Like they have their major tentpole first party carriers that, you know, sell the consoles, but they have third parties, you know, kind of, you know, fill those gaps where Nintendo doesn't. And I feel like that's a problem because they've said, we're going to do our own thing. That's great. But no one's going to be following you as you're making this new head row. So you need to fill that void. And they're not doing that. So do you think the, what is the new switch coming out? It's proper name. The Oda. I think it's just, it's Oh, like that's just it. Switch yeah. pro or something. Super Nintendo switch. <laughs> the switch or, pro. What is the big rumor? Or the, or do you like feel like the, that's an actual step up though with the screen? No, no, no. It's not, it's not significant enough. So why put it out? Money. Is anyone here upgrading? See, then no. I feel like the people that have the Switch already have the Switch. Well, they're, they're, they're probably looking for the same fans that would be the same people that go get a new iPhone when they don't need one every year. So I would assume there's, there's always that core group that when the new thing comes out, they have to have the new thing. And I think that's what they're banking on. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Worst case scenario, they just take the older Switch model out and just change the SKU over. Now this yeah. is the normal Switch, and they solve that problem pretty quick. But I guess their hope is, oh, you want to just give us another three, $400 just like that, just because we kind of like made a slight upgrade? Let's go. See, I think it's the opposite. I think it's a situation where they're not targeting us. They're not trying to get new business. But if you've got someone who... You know, the Switch is their go-to. Let's say they're traveling a lot and they're doing a lot of handheld stuff. Yeah, I could see them saying, look, I'm putting the time into this handheld. An OLED screen would look fantastic, you know, whatever. They might be the ones that upgrade, you know. Then, I don't know, that's, I think, who the target market is. But I don't think, really, it's going to do gangbusters. You guys feel like handheld is going to make a comeback? Because it was very strong, like, years ago. But do you think people are just going to let the Switch do its own thing? Or do you think eventually there's going to be some something that competes with it other than maybe mobile gaming? I don't know if anyone here has an opinion on mobile gaming. Well, I suppose we'll find out when the Steam Deck's officially out and like flourishing. Because once, once we start seeing, especially once we see what modders get to do with it, that'll really tell us where the handheld market can go. Because if that thing can turn into a really good handheld like emulation machine, if you're only getting like the really small hard drive version, or if you can play... Doom Eternal Witcher in like 60 frames on a handheld, like that's insane. That would be a huge shift in, in, in the entire industry. And Steam wants more people to try to make machines for this. So 
it's very possible that if that succeeds, we could see a bit of a resurgence of a handheld again. But I think it depends on the price point, because right now the Steam Deck's still really expensive. The Switch is, it's not terribly expensive, but depending on how much you use it, it might still be a little bit pricey. So, I mean, a lot of people might just stick with their phones and get their free-to-play games, or like the ones that you pay like, what, two bucks for? It doesn't cost you too, too much. Yeah, I see. I see. Furry, do you have any opinion on mobile gaming? Do you think handheld can make a comeback? Consoles or, you know, are people just going to go on to PC? Things are ported there. Uh, I don't know. I think the Steam Deck will do well. But I think we're all going to fall into I- I'm definitely going to. I'm going to end up buying one. I'll use it for a bit. And then I won't touch it again. Because I could just go and play it on my PC. So I'm why buy more it? Than a, yeah, because it's what I do. <laughs> Furry is that person that goes and buys the new thing and then sells it a couple weeks later. It, it has no interest to me because I I basically like play in front of a screen all the time. And then if I'm not in the house, I'm driving. So I can't be the one playing it. So it's kind of pointless for me to even have one. That's why I haven't really bothered with the Switch because its big feature was its handheldness. And I went, look, it looks cool, but I'm not going to use like half of what it's for. And then on top of that, as Kaylin said earlier, the games are so pricey that it's, it's pointless. I don't yeah. think anyone will ever beat Nintendo when it comes to handouts. Yeah. Yeah. I, Why is I, that? I just like the Vita flopped. The PSP was all right. PSP was amazing. What are you talking PSP about? PSP was solid. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like if you put them up against like the Game Boy and stuff like that, they that is what everyone would go to. Well, the Game Boy was first. Well, yeah, but it, like, if you had the choice of an, a Game Boy Advance or a PSP, more people would probably go with the Game Boy Advance overall. You're you're right. You're not wrong. I just I, I think you're underselling how how successful the PSP was, especially once it got unlocked and people were able to mod it and stuff. It was huge. But you're right. Nintendo has always been the dominant force in the handheld market. So that's why I'm thinking, can Steam Deck compete with the Switch? Do we think that's possible? Or we won't know until it happens. The weird thing, too, is that I don't even know if compete's the right word because yeah. they are really living in two different spots because the Steam Deck is more of a... I, I don't know if this is the right word, but it's more of a bourgeois-level handheld experience because it's so expensive, and most of the games you're playing on it are high-end, whereas a lot of Nintendo games... Rather playing the old school games, you're playing indie games, you're playing the odd Nintendo one that isn't as powerful as any average game is today in the AAA market. So it might not be so much that they're competing, so much as like Nintendo when they decided to carve out their own market with the handheld setting. Steam Deck might even just carve out its own market too and have its own little share of of a pie that doesn't exist yet. It's hard to say. Yeah, because people that would buy the Steam Deck are people that already have a PC because you need a Steam account. So they're already, they're double dipping into their own audience. It's, it's the idea to them that like one of my friends who wants to get it but couldn't get around it because it's sold out so far, he's the guy that would love to go to bed an hour early and just sit down with something because he used to do that with the Switch all the time if he had games with Cross Save. So that's similar to what a lot of people would do. Not to mention if you are ever taking like a long airplane uh, flight or you're taking like a long train ride or somebody's driving you three hours up, up to the cottage or some shit, you know, you can find ways to make use of it. And then again, like, especially when it came to families, that was another thing about the Switch that I said too. It's like, look, if you really want to watch the hockey game or the baseball game on TV or, you know, whatever's going on, 
and your kids really want to play the game, you just hand them the thing, they walk off, and they don't bother you. So there always is the advantage of, like, when you don't have a screen available, there is a backup option. So it's... They're making a a way that gives gamers a little bit more of an option, which we'll always take. It's just a matter of, is that option going to be enough to move the needle to a point where you can keep doing it? I agree. One thing... I'm thinking about fitting into this whole like console war thing is with VR. I feel like the PC is PC VR is at the top tier of that. Do we see Xbox or maybe Nintendo trying to enter that space? Or do you think they're just going to let the PC people have that area? I mean, they might make uh, some Nintendo Labo VR glasses. That might be as far as it goes. I don't think Nintendo thinks it's worth it because it's not their market anyway. Xbox, if you do it, it'll probably just be something for Windows anyway. I can't imagine it being specifically for Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, like, Microsoft will probably do it, but Microsoft is going to look at it more from a application, kind of like almost like a, it's going to be a computer feature, so it's not going to be a designated gaming apparatus, but rather a computer apparatus that can play video games. Um yeah, I think it's going to become a, a a place between you know high end PC VR gaming and PlayStation gaming, and I or PSVR, and I feel like PSVR did it really smart in that they made it functional and good. Is it not, is it the best P, like VR system ever? No, but it is the most accessible in that. Hey, you already have a, a PS4, a PS5 now. You know, it's an extra two hundred fifty bucks, and you're now in. You don't need a powerful, you know, PC rig to play it. You don't need to have a whole bunch of you know. It doesn't take a lot. Like it's ready to go, and I think the 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 price and the ease of setting it up was good. It wasn't the best experience, but I don't think it needed to be to get people onto that concept, right? And so I think you know I think you're gonna have a battle like we do right now with a lot of things in the console wars. Is we're gonna have here is your premium high end best experience that costs a lot, and here is your accessible option, and you know people are gonna gravitate to one spot or the other, and neither one of them is necessarily wrong, but they, they appeal to two different audiences. I agree. All right. Well, we all talked about which one we all like. So I think to round this out, let's all um, go around. If oh. you did not, you did not say where you oh, found this. Yeah, she just sat there getting away with it all. I know. I, think, I wonder, I, guys, I wonder what my favorite uh, console is. So... I mean, I see an X in there, so that's clearly an Xbox reference, Xbox, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For the people listening to the audio format, I am wearing a PlayStation sweatshirt. So I would say PlayStation is my home. When I was younger, I was very into GameCube, but, like, everything was on the GameCube. And then as I got older, I played some sports games, but then I really started to play story video games. And that's when I got my Last of Us, Uncharted, and I started playing the... Detroit Become Human, which now got ported to other things. But I'm very much a single-player video game person. I hate playing with other people. I hate having to show up and wait for other people to play a story with me. So I'm very much, please don't talk to me. I want to play my game, and I think that's why PlayStation is perfect to me. (laughs) Furry's laughing because I will straight up, he'll be like, do we want to play this? And it's like, I can't right now. I have to play The Last of Us for the 13th time. Like, I just can't. I can't play right now. <laughs> Furry hate hates that. I like that. So you can pick on me, Furry. Go for it. No. It, no? Like I said earlier, like, it is better for single player. 
I like when he gives me like very my like mild compliments here and there. I really gotta work for them sometimes, but I like it. So, but what I was gonna say will lead me to us all talking about what we like or dislike the most. Because in my opinion, if you own a PlayStation, a PC, and a Switch, you have access to everything. So that's why I don't think Xbox matters because it's already all on PC. I know, I saw you roll your eyes. So what so why do you want your Xbox if you also have a PC for you? That just it's all their stuff is already on PC, but you can't play your Nintendo and your PlayStation stuff on PC. So just like explain that to me. I feel like you're my man. So you you're the one that's got to explain this to me. Like before play anywhere was a thing. Yeah, but it also on that sense that I'm lucky enough that I've got the PC. Sure. Where if it's either way around, then no, you can't do that, and you're paying double the price. Hmm. Yeah, the re- the reality is, because I'll, I'll defend him a little bit here. Also, like even if like my <laughs> PC is decent, I still can't play like the best games on Game Pass PC at high settings, you know. And X Cloud is iffy at times. Like the, it can be good, and then sometimes it's almost unplayable. So it's it's difficult depending on your internet. And the thing is, like with PC. If you really want to have like the level of Xbox graphics, you actually have to spend a lot more money than you would think. It seems like since you pay, what, $500, $600 for the Xbox, you're thinking, oh, it's not that much more for a PC. No, if you're trying to get the same settings, you're probably looking at over a grand. And that's not always the easiest to come by. I've probably put maybe $1,200 into this thing. I can still only play most of the big games on medium settings. It's not really smart to play anything higher than that. If you want to get the max value, you're looking at probably two grand plus. Or I guess in some of the cards around the market, it's probably more like three, four thousand plus now. But yeah, don't upgrade your PC right now. <laughs> if it, if ge- you're starting from a bare bones perspective, like you don't own anything, Xbox does make sense because at worst case, you get the Series S. It's not the most powerful thing, but it's cheap as hell. Game Pass is really affordable, and you can get a lot done. But if like yeah, if you said you have a PC that can at least like handle most things, the Xbox is mostly meaningless. But at the same time, there's still some games on Game Pass that don't get put on PC, so there is still that couple that if you had like even the, enough money to get a Series S, there's at least a few games you could touch. Yeah, I definitely, as much as I'm a PlayStation fanboy, I still think Xbox has a great value. Um, you know, why would I go to an Xbox versus PC? Because my gaming time is designed for gaming, not updating drivers, and that's uh, you know, I, I've tried doing the whole PC gaming thing, and you know, I know some people say it's it's easy and I know it has gotten better, but like I've tried it and I don't want to spend my time, you know, figuring out what drivers work with this and updating graphics cards and all that crap. Like I want to turn on my system. I want to put my game and I want to play it. And that's, you know, that's the benefit of consoles versus PC. So and I know I've just alienated myself from a lot of listeners. <laughs> oh, no, I'm very much a console player. I much rather sit on my couch with my blanket, my little stuffed animal and just sit here and like game. Yep. But here, I yeah, gotta sit up here like this, and I'm like, I don't want to sit here for six hours as I play Life is Strange True Colors because I bought it on PC for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I sit at my desk, you know, looking at a computer for seven or eight hours a day. I don't want to do that on my free time, too. I want to sit at a different place that's comfier. Still sitting. I get that. But this chair's so comfy. I'm happy. I got literally two monitors here for the PC, and I got my big PS5, like, 30-inch, like, 4K monitor just sitting right here, too. It's like, I'm good. I don't have to move. It's the best. Yeah, Free, you agree with yeah. that? 
Yeah, I'm the same. I've got two monitors and then my massive TV next to it for my consoles. Yeah. Yeah. That's streamer podcaster life. Us and all of our screens. <laughs> yeah, I literally can't so, turn my head without looking at a screen here. Yeah, there's a, I see one right behind you. There's a whole yep. lot of everything, you know? <laughs> I thought th- I thought that was a fun conversation to go around and just like hype up some, kick some while they're down. But any closing thoughts anyone wants to say about the console war? No, I think you should just tell them how much of a headache it was to get you to even consider Game Pass. Okay, <laughs> there's only there. You want to tell them why I ended up getting Game Pass? I'll let you. No, I'll let you. I'll let you go ahead. No, you don't want to pick on me. No, I'll let you pick on yourself. Okay, I'm. I could do that. Furui wanted me to get Game Pass for a very, very long time. And I said, no, I don't want Game Pass because I don't have an Xbox console. I'd be buying it on... I'd be buying it on PC. And I felt like the games that were on it, I could buy them on Steam if I wanted to. And then I was introduced to someone who is on Xbox. And because I am a major lesbian, I ended up buying Game Pass. That's story. <laughs> so the actual story Sorry. was... So yeah, I need a couple dots to connect these strings because yeah. I can't make so the connection. What happened was, Liv has got this habit of making... She doesn't like playing with people, but she likes to make us all buy games to play together. <laughs> then she plays them like maybe once and decides she doesn't like it, so none of us can finish. So instead of doing like the old Steam refund or if we've been on it too long or... I was just like, Liv, just buy Game Pass because Sea of Thieves is in there. D&D's in there. Like, everything you've just made us buy is in Game Pass. Just go and do that. We all save money. We all save time. No one gets to cry at the end of it. And then she starts speaking to this other girl, and then she's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll play Sea of Thieves. She's like, right, I'll do it now. And then she messages me like, I've got Game Pass. <laughs> I See, uh, my Liv, story Liv, Liv, went A to Liv. B. Yeah. Have you not confirmed that it's not just Frui who's just like, you know, catfishing so you get on Game Pass? Um, I get lots of jokes all the time, and I can assure you in one month's time, I will have real evidence. Also, if it's not, he's going to kick out of this. And the worst part is she's going to listen to this podcast. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm I feel like there's a lot of coercion going on behind the scenes that we're not privy to. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you got good times. Good times. I mean, it really, it really is just a simple thing, though, of like, I really want to play Back for Blood when it comes out. I don't know if I feel like paying $80 for it, though. But if I only pay $16, I can play it for a long time. And I don't have, and even if I don't like it, it only costs me 16 bucks. And there's like 300 other games I can play. I didn't do it for a long time, too, because I went mostly because my backlog was so long that there was no reason to touch it. Now the backlog's mostly done, and now I'm bored, and I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'll try Octopath Traveler. Uh-huh. My, yeah, this I, is what I... Oh, no, go. No, please go ahead. I was going to say, my big thing with Xbox Game Pass is, what if I get attached to a game and they take it away from me? It would make me so mad. Well, unless it's a really long game, you should be able to finish it. No, yeah. I have this problem with when I really like something, I will play it. There is no reason for me to keep playing The Last of Us, but I will keep playing The Last of Us. It's my comfort game, which is taste. weird. You Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, but even then, 14 times is a little excessive. It's my favorite game ever, and it brings me joy. So let me live. <laughs> I don't care there's that not, I cry not, at the same not, plot let's... points. 
This is not a limit to how many of... times you can play Last of Us. This is just the same way. There's no limit to how many times you can watch Star Wars. You know, a, a classic is a classic. There you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm also trying to wrap my head around the idea of playing The Last of Us and experiencing joy. Okay, so <laughs> it's a heartfelt game, Adam. Just because you don't so, get it. Yeah, you I, anybody the, that I know that has played live. part two has told me they they did not feel anything by the time it we was over. We are talking part one, sir. Wait, you didn't feel anything during part two. Just rage. We don't talk about <laughs> the Last of Us with Adam. It's a it's or it's, a, it's a hot. It's a, apparently it's a hot button issue. You know. Look, I'm I'm <sighs> don't don't make me started in how it controls like ass. I'm sorry. I'm not. No, I'm not doing this with you again. Adam. I'm not doing this again with you. <laughs> He's not taking the bait. I'm very disappointed. Liv, Liv do, do not do, do not acknowledge him. <laughs> Don't uh, feed into him. So basically, Fur's just sitting in the background, being like, "Good, somebody's doing the work, and I don't have to. I can just sit back, get the popcorn out, and watch." He gets. Oh yeah. 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 I'm, I'm just seeing so many similarities between us all. It's great. <laughs> oh look, Fur's making friends. Even though it's at my, the expense of my sanity, like always. That's the best game. thing. It's like how I stolen food tastes game. better. No, we're not. This is this is not happening today. We are not doing friendship wars. This was console wars, sir. No, the agenda. I wrote it down for everyone. Okay. <laughs> I did not sign I, an agreement that said I would only specifically talk about this. <laughs> I just have to sometimes I just gotta let like it just goes off the rails you know but before World War 3 happens with friends I would like to thank you guys for coming out and discussing console wars friendship wars and everything in between so before we head out what do you, plug your show plug anything you're working on and we're happy oh, yeah. that you came on today no, thank you so much for having us. Uh, yeah, once again, we are the Pixel Play Podcast. We post every Wednesday on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can just search for us, uh, Pixel Play Podcast. Pixel Play is just all one word. We're also on Instagram and Twitter, uh, just Pixel uh, Play Cast. So just look for us there. Um, yeah, we are just a weekly gaming show that just kind of talks about everything going on. Basically, we're trying to keep it brief. We, we keep our episodes around one hour. We're, we're trying to kind of cover what's going on in the week. So those who want to stay informed with the industry, but maybe don't have the time to follow along with everything, we kind of cover that there. So um, yeah, that's us. And we uh, would love to have you guys uh, on our show. And we're going to have you guys on this week. Um, and yeah, hopefully we could do this again. Adam, anything yeah. you want to talk about? Last of Us is bad. Okay, no. Nope. You... And there we go. 